Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor. What are you laughing at, Taylor? <laughs> you looked a little uh, surprised that we were that on. That voice came booming, man. <laughs> Uh, if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And we will be sure to answer those questions the next time that we are live on the program. Uh, so anyway, that is what we have for today. No headlines for today. I'll just say that uh, no headlines. No, not that I'm <laughs> not that I'm going to read. Oh my uh, gosh. Just say that you uh, reap what you sow and prepare to reap the whirlwind. That's my uh, only uh, thing I got to say. Well, you know, uh, it, it's um, it is an interesting day. I I got a thing. I I don't know if you sent it to me or somebody else sent it to me that. Um, you know, uh, that president Biden now, mm-hmm. uh, is changing the designation of the ambassador to Israel yep. yeah. to the ambassador to Israel, the Gaza strip and, um, the West bank, mm-hmm. which is a clear signal mm-hmm. that, um, he might not be as friendly to Israel as yeah. we've been in the past. Mm-hmm. That's never a good thing. Uh, that's man. That's the first day too. Yeah. So uh, I I don't know what else is going. On. I know that the uh, inauguration happened today. We have a new president. He took the oath of office, and um, you know, I have to admit, just on a personal level, I'm just kind of glad that part's over. I mean, that mm. it's kind of done. Maybe there won't be politics for a little while because politics has really been going on. Like it's kind of ruled the news for the last couple of years. Yeah. And um, it's real easy as a believer to kind of get distracted with that stuff. And, um, you know, um, the people that you wanted to be in office may not be in office. Uh, maybe if uh, the person you wanted to be in office uh, is in office. But regardless, the Bible is clear that, you know, um, we need to intercede for our leaders, and he is now the leader of our country, at least for he's the president. Um, And I was talking to one person today, and they were saying, yeah, but the election was stolen, and they were talking about all the fraud. And... I just said, yeah, but God has allowed this to happen for whatever reason. He's allowed uh, Joe Biden to be the president and the platforms that he stands for. And so um, I mentioned today in the lunch SWAT, not this morning. You were at the morning SWAT, by mm-hmm. the way. I'm glad. What would you think about the beach group? That was your first time out there. Yeah, that was a, Impressions. It was cool. There's a, a lot of guys there and, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of wisdom there, too. Um but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to uh, meet some new people or, well, some people I've already met, but, uh, just to see what the, all the different groups are like, it's always fun. 
The only one I haven't been to is the one down in St. Augustine, so that'll have to be next. Week. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a drive too. Yeah. Interesting thing is, before the election in November, ninety um, percent of the people that voted for Joe Biden and ninety percent of the people that voted for Trump all said that the other candidates election would lead to lasting harm for the united states so that's how divided we are Mm -hmm. almost nine out of every 10 voters yeah said that uh that that's how deep our division is in our country and and i just um i don't know i i know that uh we need you know my wife sent me something about unity that yeah we want unity but not unity we don't want to be unit have unity that's not based on falsehood yeah we have to have truth before we can have unity well uh we we have to have unity and truth yeah mm-hmm. that's the thing and um for people who are excited and happy that uh joe biden is president of our country now and uh people who have basically said that he is going to be better for us as a country. Uh, We'll see. Uh, I personally don't share that conviction because of the platform. Uh, But he is our president, and the Bible is very clear about praying for your leaders. And Paul and Peter both wrote about praying for leaders when it referred to Nero and Claudius and Mm -hmm. the emperor of Rome, which were – far less amiable than joe biden (laughs) i mean if you just booed them they would have you fed to the lions so uh we're not quite at that stage with people yeah but who knows we might get there (laughs) we we could (laughs) but you know uh i said at lunch swat today that you know we've had freedom for a while and 90 percent of the people that have the mandate to share the gospel with people uh, haven't done that in the church. Mm-hmm. And so now maybe if things get tighter for us to do that, and maybe persecution comes in for believers for believing what we believe. And listen, censorship is the first part part of, uh, of a persecution. At yeah. first they start taking away your right to say it. And if you don't believe that's happening, and, and the, the funny thing is to me that what people are, people are okay with censorship if it backs up their viewpoint yeah i mean censorship i mean there's we all agree that some forms of censorship are good i don't want cuss words being put out over the internet or over the you know the airwaves but there are there are standards and you know uh when people start censoring things just because it's a different opinion that steps over a line mm-hmm because the truth is you can say anything is uh potentially harmful yeah yeah if you have a different and you can say well that's harmful that's going to be used to start a riot or that's going to be used to do this and you can say that's obscene you know we have obscenity laws well oh well that viewpoint is obscene and it's it's dangerous and harmful so we need to you know logically oh yeah just get rid of it but uh you know that's why you got to have a virtuous people to have freedom. And I think mm-hmm. for a long time in this country, we've talked about, you know, freedom and, and the blessings of liberty, but we've forgotten that uh, the only reason we can have freedom from, you know, a government lording over you is because 
we have a Lord uh, in heaven in, in Christ who um, is active in our lives and disciplines us and we discipline ourselves to his will so that we don't need a government to do that. But we haven't done that mm-hmm. for a long time. And now as a, as a culture, as, uh, as a whole, we've lost uh, virtue and, and freedom is not compatible with the people that are without virtue. Yeah. I, I think uh, the coming days and weeks are going to be a great opportunity for God's people to stand for him, to speak truth, uh, to speak uh, the gospel to people, and to unwaver. And maybe maybe we will experience some persecution. Maybe it'll purify, mm-hmm. you know, because the people, like I said, over in other countries where they can't do those things, it, uh, it you, you, there's you, you don't become a Christian or say you're a Christian just because it's a popular thing. Yeah, it costs you something, mm-hmm. and it has cost people very little here to be uh, believers. And so, um, yeah, we have a new president. I, I will say this: it was a peaceful transition, which is a great accomplishment, uh, and that's a testimony to the world um, because. Uh, oh it was funny you you know somebody sent me something and uh you know how they leave a letter in the resolute desk no uh (laughs) somebody sent me somebody took that letter like presidential letterhead and it just said joe you know i won (laughs) i don't think president trump left that yeah i don't yeah the contents of that actually i don't think have come out yet no nobody said uh it typically is about presidents saying to the oncoming president trust in the people have faith in the people that kind of thing Uh, it it was uh it was a weird kind of inauguration today i know you said you didn't watch it but it was like not many people there obviously either because of covid or whatever um and it was just kind of strange yeah um guards everywhere troops over twenty five thousand troops up there i mean (laughs) that's crazy yeah and I got my opinions on that uh, as far as what that feels like. But, uh, yeah, like you said, not a lot of people there. I heard uh, that there was uh, a lot of hugging and stuff going on, which I think the reason that they didn't have people there was because of COVID. So it was strange that they, you know, forgot about that real quick. But, um, yeah, I, I wasn't able to watch it. I was in meetings all day. So, uh, well, yeah. well um, you know, we uh, this week we've been looking at um, what it means to be an ambassador. And um, we we talked about him changing the title of the ambassador. The one thing that we don't have to fear is our mission changing mm-hmm. to being an ambassador. And when we come back, we're going to kind of look at what it means to have that uh, understanding perspective to see with spiritual eyes uh, from Second Corinthians. So we're going to jump back into Second Corinthians five, and I'm glad you're listening to SWAT Radio with us today. All right, we will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. 
We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. David Crowder with All My Hope. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we are going to be looking today, um, finish up our our look at uh, being, what it means to be an, an ambassador for Christ. And so uh, we have been looking at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 through, or wait, was it 1 Corinthians? I got it right. Yeah, 2 Corinthians yeah, chapter 5, 5, verses 11 mm-hmm. through 21. Uh, and so that's where we will be picking up today. Um, so we're glad you're here. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever listened to the briefing, uh, Al Mohler talked about this morning, um, about the New York times running an article saying the psychics will see you now. The demand for services has, uh, illuminated another kind of national health crisis. And, um, they just talked about, um, how people are seeking out psychics for answers they're going to have uh, tarot cards read. Um, I mean, think about that. I mean, like uh, people are told that these tarot card readers have an intimate understanding of the ways the past year has upended people's lives, and they've peered into a huge number of homes, and they're very aware of what's going on and um, – there's just this big appeal to go to psychics now. Uh, people are searching. And, um, you know, <laughs> you, you used to would have laughed that off. Mm. But now people are, why, are, why are they seeking psychics? Well, where are the ambassadors for Christ? Where are the people that are representing him? Um, almost every town you go in, you will see a cardboard uh, sign with a palm. And I'll say psychic just about I, when I travel, I look, hmm. I'm driving a lot of times and I'll see these signs. I'm going, that's so weird to me. The people really go there and they do, hmm. they go to these places. Um, but we as believers are to be putting God on display in such a way we represent him to the world and we're his ambassadors and an ambassador does not have the privilege of saying what they want. They say what the King wants. Yeah. And so we talked uh, Monday or I think it was Monday, maybe Tuesday. We got it. No, it was Tuesday. We got into it about um, 
verses 11 through 15 about God's love being our motivation. That was yesterday. Seems so long ago, but it was yesterday. And that we're to have a new uh, uh, motivation, this attitude of gratitude for what God's done for us. And we are motivated out of his love for us, not our fear of him or um, even trying to earn his salvation. Our motivation in life is God's love for us. And that's what he means in verse 14 when he says the love of Christ controls us. It rules us. But then in verse 16, Paul makes this statement where he says, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. What's he saying? Well, he's saying that when we see people now, we don't see them just in the physical material world. We're not just looking at the outside. He's looking at the inside, and we want to see with the eyes of Christ. Now, in saying that, Paul references his own treatment of Jesus when he says, he says, uh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. And then the, the verse that most of us know, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. And so not only do we have a new motivation because his love controls us, but we have a new perspective as we see the world around us. We see with his eyes. We we see with understanding that a blind person, why do we expect a blind person to be able to walk without tripping, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And if they trip, they trip on you usually or they'll trip near you. And so uh, the blind, we are to see them as blinded people, the people that don't know Christ. And as we take that perspective out to the world, we should go in the, in thinking of being a bridge, not a barrier. Mm. And, you know, we, we want to be a beacon, not a barrier. And so whether it's a bridge analogy or a beacon analogy, the barrier is the thing that we want to avoid. And the way we avoid that is when his love controls us and we see with his eyes, we have this new perspective and we're able to be an ambassador to people instead of somebody who's just coming to bring judgment to somebody. Because Christ says until he comes again, we're not judge. Are you judge? Mm. I'm not judge. Uh, I'm just an ambassador of the king. Now, he will bring judgment, and I think people need to hear that. They need to know the truth. Mm-hmm. But we are to be ambassadors. And I, I use that uh, – I don't know if I mentioned it here – um, but I've used it before, the landscape fountain, the big bowl, smaller bowl, then a smaller mm. bowl, mm. and then the top littlest bowl. And then there's a little fountain coming out of that top bowl. Well, John seven thirty seven says, anyone who's thirsty, come to me, and out of them will flow water, you know, living water. Mm-hmm. And the living water is the Holy Spirit. And so... If we're that top little bowl and the next bowl is our family and the next bowl are the friends and people we see regularly and then the next bowl is people we don't even know, we haven't even seen yet, how is water going to get to that bottom bowl if it's not filling the top bowl? And how does the water fill the top bowl? John 7 says, anyone who comes to me, out of him will flow. 
And so we talked about revelation preceding relationship, which precedes radiance. And, and so if there's a problem with water flowing to that bowl or light shining into that person's life, it's a problem with the relationship with God, the vertical component, there's a breakdown somewhere. And so if that's true, you got to go back. Why is there a breakdown in the relationship with God, the father? It's because usually I'm ignoring God's word. That's very clear and specific or I'm ignorant of his word as it relates to connecting with him. Most of God's word, uh, in fact, it all is to drive us into relationship with him. And so when he talks about all the things in the Bible that we don't, you know, like why, why does he talk about all the measurements of the temple? Mm. Like what does that have to do with me and him? Why does he talk about all these sacrifices? What does that have to do with me and him? A lot of times we read the Bible and it shows the incredible, incredible detail that God wants to lay out before us as a uh, uh, primer or a primer, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to say, a primer, uh, like a kindergarten primer to say, okay, I'm giving you a picture, a comic book before I take you into the eighth grade reading. I'm showing you a picture of these things, and he goes into great detail to explain it. And I don't understand why he puts everything there, but it all points to Jesus. It all points to relationship. And the bottom line for all of it is he wants you and I to be dependent upon him and, um, and have an attitude of gratitude about our relationship with him as we as we live our life. And so if that's not happening, most of the time it breaks down because instead of being dependent on him, we live independent of him. Even if we say we're believers and Christians, because a lot of people say they love Jesus, but they don't do what he says to do. And what did he say? He said, if you love me, you'll do what? You'll follow my commandments. Yeah. Yeah. You'll keep my commandments. And your daughter uh, Selah, uh, she, she's not old enough yet really to obey or disobey. Yeah. I mean, you tell her, Hey, don't do that because you think somehow she may hear you, but she's, <laughs> yeah, she's so young. She doesn't grasp it. So you have a lot of grace for her right now. Don't you mm-hmm. wait till she's 15 <laughs> and you talk to her and she still may, may not hear what you're saying because her selfishness overwhelms Mm. her spirituality and so she's not operating in the the spirit she's operating in the flesh but your grace shrinks because you have a higher expectation right yeah well here's the great thing about god his grace and his mercies new every morning Mm. and there were and, and we you know we talked you heard me teach this morning about paul I mean, there was no greater persecutor of the church during Judea and Jerusalem during that time of Paul's existence. And Paul, he was the guy going out, rounding people up. And yet God said, I'm going to redeem you, Paul. I'm going to take you as a murderer and a guy throwing my people in jail, and I'm going to make you write most of the New Testament. I mean, think about that for a second. If you would have had to pick that one, nobody (laughs) would have picked that one. Yeah. Because you're going there's if you had to pick who he was going to use to write the letters to the different churches and 
I mean, he wrote to Timothy and Titus, that's our instruction for church growth. Mm. I mean, it's not what, uh, you know, Rick Warren says out at Saddleback Church or Bill Hybels. That's, they didn't write yeah. uh, what that Peter wrote. I mean, I'm sorry, what Paul wrote to t- Timothy and uh, Titus. And what he wrote to them, that's the church growth manual there. This is what you should be doing. And and so he used the guy that was killing Christians. Why? Because Paul went from being a persecutor to an ambassador, from an anarchist to an ambassador. And and what is the definition of an anarchist again? Remember, we covered it yesterday. Uh, someone who, or uh, an, a space or area without authority, right? Well, yeah, without a ruler. Yeah. You're, you're, so basically, I mean, I've always thought it was just operating without rules. That's what anarchy is, yeah. but it's really without a ruler. Yeah, It's without the ruler. And as God's people, our king is not on any earthly throne. Our king is in heaven. And so we should see with spiritual eyes, and that's what he's bringing out. And there's a great illustration of that in Peter. Peter was an ambassador to Cornelius the Roman. Mm -hmm. And you take these two guys, the Jews hated the Romans. They were pagan. They tried to do things in their temple that desecrated it. And so they had no respect for the Jewish, I mean, for the uh, Roman people. And so Peter's in his home after Jesus is gone. And God sends him three visions to show him, Hey, I want you to go. And I want you to, minister of this guy and he's thinking it's about food at first right because it's yeah. just about unclean food lord i've never put anything like that in my mouth and he does it three times and he realized oh he's not talking about food he's talking about something else and then he goes three guys are going to show up they show up and then he goes and he shares the gospel with cornelius who becomes a convert and an ambassador within the roman army how about that yeah so i mean so it just keeps multiplying mm-hmm. So when we come back, we're going to look at this power that Peter had and what we have access to. All right. We will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. We'd also like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the news. to SWAT Radio. That was Rescuer by Ren Collective. If you are just joining us, we are looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 through 21. Uh, and if you missed any of what we've talked about so far, we've talked a little bit about 
um, being an ambassador, and that's what has been our theme throughout the week, so we are finishing that up. Uh, but if you missed any of that and you would like to go back and listen to more, uh, you can find past programs by visiting www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store and listen there. Um, so that's where we're at, and that's where you can find us. Uh, we're going to continue looking at Second Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verses 11 through 21. Yeah, and we're, we're just talking about being an ambassador instead of an anarchist here <laughs> and uh or an ambassador to the king of the king and uh, paul was a great ambassador and if you look at the start of his life what was um you, you wouldn't have picked him to be that ambassador and the same way with even the disciples and so what we covered uh today in SWAT and the Bible studies and we'll you know we'll cover it this week and continue unfolding in, in the story of Acts of the Apostles and the, the way Jesus and the Holy Spirit used the Apostles to spread the gospel was I believe they were grateful you know I mean think about what happened in their life uh, they you know they left him like mm. you know when when he yeah. needed them most they were gone and he comes back to them and says no i'm going to use you i mean there's there's nothing greater i don't think than when you've let somebody down and that person comes back to you and says you know what it's okay i'm going to use you anyway uh, i i i believe in you and i i think that's a it's a really it's a cool thing that that enables you to go out with an attitude of gratitude and and to be thankful and to be motivated not by fear of failure but by love and and affirmation of the one who called you to say he chose me yeah he chose me even though i let him down he chose me and then so failure's never final if you look at all the people god used from the very beginning they all failed they were all failures and uh, Moses tried to do it on his own. What happened? Who are you? Why mm. do you think you can arbitrate between us? You know? And, mm. and so he runs away to the mm. desert for 40 years and God says, no, Moses, I want you to come back and you're going to be my guy. What? I, I can't talk God. And God says, no, I'm going to use you. I look at David murder, adultery. Um, that, I mean, God has a way of taking the things that the world says, weak and making them strong yeah and and so uh being a ambassador for the king you know is is a great privilege and i don't think we talk about that ambassadorship enough i think we make a lot of times our role in the kingdom is that of simply being a follower Mm -hmm. or somebody who's on the train going to heaven instead of representing him as a peace ambassador to the world because he's got people all over the world who've not yet bowed their knee to him yeah but they're his they just don't know it yet and it's our job to go out and to put him on display to share the message and to be thankful because they see you and me if we're we if we're grateful and we're motivated by love we will be markedly different from the people who are of the world 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the perspective. People with the perspective of only seeing the physical, uh, that's how they judge people. But Jesus didn't do that. He looked at people, and what did he tell Paul uh, through Ananias? Remember what he told him? We'll, we'll get into that later as we study Acts. But he said, you know what? I got great plans for this guy. I've chosen. He's my chosen mm-hmm. vessel. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening today and you've not been sharing the gospel with people because you've been distracted, discouraged, or just disobedient, whatever, um, it's not over till you're in the box. So there's a chance to repent and to say, Lord, I want to be your ambassador because I am grateful for what you did. Lord, I want to see with spiritual eyes. I want to see the way Jesus saw. I want you to see people through me and use my hands and use my feet to minister to them. And we can't do that. Peter could not have gone to Cornelius without the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome those barriers. You know, we've got such barriers in our country right now, but the barriers that we feel as bad as they may be to us right now, pale in comparison to the way a Jew felt about a Samaritan or a Roman. Mm. I mean, it's hard for us to imagine as much animosity and division as there is, but that still pales in comparison to how the Jews felt about the Romans. And so he says, we need to go out and not only have a new motivation and new perspective, but we have to have a new power to carry out our mission. What is our mission from Exodus 19, 6? Be his people. We're a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. And Peter reiterates that in 1 Peter 2 where he says, listen, you're peacemakers. He says, you are a kingdom of priests. What was the role of the priests? What did the priests do? They interceded for the people. Yeah, they they were the go-between between unholy man and holy God. And it's our role as ambassadors to be his witnesses of the king and the witnesses of his grace and of his peace and to extend the offering of peace to people while there's time because one day there's not going to be time anymore and so he tells us to do that so as we think about um you know what it means to be an ambassador of hope uh, and a peacemaker I want to read Matthew five fourteen, and I just want you to listen to these words for a second. And whatever your name is, if you're listening out there, um, in Matthew 5, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. But I want you to think instead of him saying you, talking to them, he's talking to you as you're listening. He says you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people hide a lamp or light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way that a light shines in a house, he's talking about, they put it on a stand. I'm putting you on a stand. He says, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your father who's in heaven. In other words, they're going to see you doing things and go, why is Taylor doing that? I don't understand why he responded that way when his coworker did this to him. Mm. You can't have that kind of life without his power. 
And I said this, I think, Monday. We can't turn our mission field into our enemies because then we're defeating the purpose of being an ambassador. We're we're not there to condemn our enemies. We're there to be a mission field. I mean, a, a peacemaker between the enemies of God because people are enemies of God Mm -hmm. if they're not in Christ. They're at war with God, Paul says. And so I want you to think about uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Why don't you read 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, Taylor? Just jump over there real quick. And uh, 1 Corinthians, go back to Paul's first letter. And it's instructive what he says here in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. And I want you to think about this question as Taylor's reading this. Um, I want you to ask yourself, would the people that Paul is talking to here or talking about be welcomed around me and feel comfortable around me? I mean, would they feel comfortable... Uh, around me. Mm. So read that, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Uh, right. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor adulterers, uh, idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, revelers nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So, think about that. How do you think these people, because he says such were some of you, how do you think they were brought into the kingdom? How were they contacted? You know, how... Uh, Were they brought to Christ? How were they welcomed into the fellowship at Corinth? Because he says, such were some of you. My Christians. Who were ambassadors. People reached out to them. Had relationships with them. Exactly. They did. And so if we are not living with his power, we're not going to be radiant. We're not going to be radiant for him. Um because you've got to have his power to be radiant. But even if you're shining, are you seeing with his eyes? Or are you putting up barriers to people? Because sometimes we, we think the people that we ought to go minister to are the people that we think deserve the gospel. Mm-hmm. I'm sure nobody thought Paul deserved the gospel, yeah. the apostle Paul, because um, he was killing people. You know, I mean, like, uh, who, who's th- who's going to think he deserves the gospel? Right. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in our country who right now think there are others that don't deserve the gospel. But the gospel is not limited to what we think. Yeah. God has people everywhere. So you better be his ambassador. Right. All right. We will be back with more after the break. Uh, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, 
then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a no. That is Nobody by Casting Crowns. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about what it looks like to be an ambassador for Christ and not an anarchist. Um, If you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. Are you hearing that? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. We got Lee in there working our board for us. Uh, he's shaking his head like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, our normal board guy is uh, Steve. We still continue to pray for Steve to get well. He hasn't been feeling well. And uh, we had Tom standing in for Steve now for a while. And Tom is out today for and tomorrow. So we got Lee in helping us. And his buddy John is over there, both those SWAT guys. So thank you guys for stepping up to the plate for us. We appreciate that. Um, You know, Taylor, when you think back to 1 Corinthians 6, what you read there about these people, and he says such were some of you, and you think about how these people were contacted, and you ask yourself, would these kind of people be welcomed into my presence? Would I really be gracious to them? What what do you think about when you kind of pose that question to yourself? I mean, what goes through your mind? Uh, I think I would be. Um, you know, I I like people. I like talking to people and uh, getting to know them and, and building relationships so that, you know, they'll be able to display the love of Christ. Um, so that's how I feel like that. And I know that, you know, for a while in college I was out there being wild. So I would – the, the people who – I still remember and stay friends with with the people who still reach were reaching out to me uh, despite that. Um, yeah, so that's what I think. And then, but I also think about the, you know, the the, the person versus. Uh, uh, I I don't know how to put it, but try you know trying to lord, uh, be be lord of your life uh, in certain ways. And so I think about the the dichotomy there of showing love and being gracious, but not. Uh, uh, what bowing the knee to you know, what's not right as far as if they're demanding from you 
something that only God can ask. Well, I think it's interesting that it says the sexually immoral, idolaters. Well, how, how do you know who an idolater is? Mm. Um, how do you know who's a thief? I mean, like, how do you know who's greedy? Yeah. I mean, like, some of these things you're going to have to learn by reputation. Mm -hmm. And when somebody tells you about somebody, this is where it really gets hard as they say, oh, you can't trust him. He's a thief. Then we go into defensive mode a lot Mm -hmm. of times. Or, oh, they're a bad person because they do X, Y, or Z. Well, we've shifted that over into a political arena now where, oh, they're this or they're that. Um, we we throw the term racist around in our culture mm-hmm. um, to people who aren't racist. Are there people that um, may not uh, have a full grasp of the ethnic prejudice that goes on in our country? Absolutely. But does that make them a racist? Um does that make them ethnic prejudice? We all have levels of prejudice in our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we throw things around now that have been bantered back on social media and in the the news media. And especially just to piggyback off that with the term racist, it's it's uh, not even just people who are ignorant of you know what's going on, but people who have different ideas of how to do things better for society and for specific subsets. Um, that you know, if you're white, they'll call you racist, and if they're black, if you're black, they'll call you an Uncle Tom. If uh, um, if they're black as well, so that's you know, it's not it, it's gone beyond someone who hates another race to it's moved to someone who maybe just doesn't understand. But now it's moved to well, you think differently than I do, so you know what, you're a racist. Yeah, well, and that's that that that's the whole thing is now those barriers come up mm-hmm. not just because of actions, but it's beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the, a lot of these barriers are based on actions of people. They're greedy. Mm-hmm. They steal. They're immoral. But now, if you believe differently than me, then you're evil. Yeah. And so how are we to be ambassadors to those kind of people? Well, it starts um, by, and listen, you don't have to compromise your beliefs to be an ambassador. Yeah. One thing is you're not responsible for what other people do. Mm-hmm. You need to take that off the plate. That's that's something that has really been wielding uh, or been wielded now in our culture yep. a lot. Uh, we are not responsible for what other people do. You're responsible for what you do. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for how you respond to what other people do. But you're not responsible if you say something and somebody misinterprets it, like this happens all the time. I tell guys in their marriage or ladies in their marriage that if you say something to your husband and he responds a certain way, you can't help how he responds. He may have a visceral reaction to something you say. He may misinterpret something you say, and he may respond a certain way. And you can't take his response on as your responsibility. What you have to take on is what you said, and if you hurt his feelings, 
or she hurt your feelings, whatever, then, you know, you, you acknowledge that if they come to you and say, Hey, you know, you really hurt my feelings when you said that. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean that's not what I meant Mm -hmm. at all. I'm sorry that that's what you thought. I didn't, I didn't mean to communicate that. I wasn't trying to be insensitive or whatever. So you, you, you own it and acknowledge that. But we're, we're to the point now where if you just don't agree with me, if you think differently than me, you're censored, you're, you're not allowed to put stuff out. And, um, so, and and even interpersonally, it's like, you know what, we're not, we're not associates anymore. I won't, I won't uh, have a relationship with you because you think different than me. So, you know, there, there's no point in continuing this, you know, friendship or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, we just break things off. That's what people do. And, and quite frankly, you see it in marriage too. You see it in relationships where people can't have discussions anymore. They can't talk mm-hmm. and 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 have a conversation. And we certainly can't do it across political aisles. But even in other areas, we we can't have those kind of discussions. And so, um, as we think about what Paul is telling the Corinthians, he's saying, you know, we are ambassadors, and what is our message? It's a message of reconciliation. You've been reconciled, and go tell others they can be reconciled. And that's what he's trying to get across to them in 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 11. And again, the key part is in the last verse when it says, In him, says Christ, for our sake, Christ who knew no sin, he became sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. In him, that's so key. Uh, I think we got a call. We got a no. Okay. I thought we had a call uh, right before we end. That was really going to stretch old uh, Lee out there to try to do a call (laughs) through the board here. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's in him. And that's such a key part of our our, uh, ambassadorship as we're out there is we got to remember that when we can't do things in our flesh, we've got to rely on him. And, and that's more than just something we say. Mm-hmm. You really have to call upon God and believe that he hears those who call upon him for help yeah. to yeah. say, Lord, you know what? Taylor and I, we haven't been getting along, man. We, we, we've just going back and forth. And I'm asking you to help me to see him with spiritual eyes and to be a bridge to reconciliation, not a barrier to reconciliation. And try to reflect at what am I doing uh, in this? And to, we want to be ambassadors out there. Um, so hopefully that's encouraging. You know, uh, we, uh, we're we engaged in this mission that's going to last the rest of our lives. This is yeah. not a, a one and done. It's not a, okay, I won somebody to Christ. I've done my ambassadorship and I'm done. Like, like the U.S. ambassadors, yeah. they go out for a time and then they, they go off duty, no? Uh, and our mission is to put God on display throughout the world and bring hope and peace to other people. And God chose me and you to be his instruments of grace to this generation where it's in existence right now. So we, we've got to stop living for ourselves, like he says in verse 15, and live for him because he bought us and get back to his agenda, which is seeking, saving the lost, making disciples, growing the church. And um, hopefully 
hopefully just hearing this will remind you that that's what we are to be about. So, yeah, you know, and, and how we do that is important. I think as well, I think, um, a lot of times we get, get caught up in, okay, I'm, I'm in this mode of, I'm going to make disciples and I'm going to run through and I'm going to, Hey, do you know Jesus? And that's good to do, but it's really good to cultivate relationships with people who are lost and, let your life be an example of what it means to be a Christian, you know? Uh, so it's not just the handing out the, of the tracks, but it's also getting to know your neighbor and getting to know. Oh, your you're co-worker. absolutely right. It, and it starts with your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's because, because you already have a natural relationship, right? Yeah. So it starts with them and you expand outward when Jesus, and we, we're going to talk about this next week on air. Uh, we're doing it in SWAT this week. In Acts 1 8, where he says, Be my witnesses. We're in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. There's an outward expansion. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it starts where you are with the people that you engage with that you already know. Um, you're right. It, it, I think it's a lot easier to go put a track on a table yeah. for somebody or leave it on a bathroom stall and say, Well, I'm telling people about Jesus. And I, I, I don't want to minimize that yeah. God can't use that. But when he's, Paul's talking to the Corinthians about being an ambassador and being messengers of reconciliation, he's talking about as they go out in their daily lives, how they're interacting with each other, to have that mindset, to uh, have an attitude of gratitude, to be understanding and be radiant, living in his power. So hopefully uh, we'll do that. All right. That's all we've got for you today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a nice day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirituality.